Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. What's up, everyone? Welcome into Bet the Edge on a National Championship Monday. He is Drew Densick. I'm Sarah Perlman. We appreciate all of you joining us live here on the NBC Sports Edge YouTube channel. We have a packed and exciting show for you today. We are all over the National Championship tonight. First, Thor Nystrom. He's here to handicap Georgia versus Alabama and dig into some key factors that could tilt this game to one side. Von Delzell, he is in Indianapolis for the game. He's going to explain where he's leaning tonight, as well as detail all of the amazing content he has planned for the game. And PointsBet senior editor Teddy Greenstein going to join us and let us know where betters and how they are attacking Georgia and Alabama. And he's going to get into some early action that PointsBet is taking on the wild card round of the playoffs and of course, we have our edge of the day, best bets, and so much more coming up here on Bet the Edge, powered by PointsBet. Drew, fantastic, fantastic weekend in the NFL. Way to wrap up the regular season. Beautiful way to end. Overall, week 18 in the books. How was your weekend, both uh, watching football, basketball, everything? What's going on? It was without question the best NFL weekend in terms of results for me this season. Yes. <laughs> it was not close. Uh, basically, everything I needed came through. Uh, and, you know, just even stepping back outside of betting, you know, besides not getting Justin Herbert in the playoffs, which would disgusting. have been just which, disgusting. Yeah. Would have liked to see that. Outside of that, I think from a fan standpoint of the NFL, I think you got pretty much everything you were hoping for. Getting the Niners in was huge. Uh, that'll be entertaining as can be. We have Niners-Cowboys now set for a wild card matchup. That is going to be such a good game. Are very excited to see how the market shapes up on that one. Um, and realistically, uh, you know, I think uh, you can make a case for almost every team that's in the mix here outside of a couple in the AFC. So, and shocking that the Colts, you know, left out in the cold, shocking that the chargers are left out in the cold here. Um, but ultimately it's going to be an incredible uh, month of January for the NFL playoffs. Oh, it's going to be fantastic. And I think the one most shocking upset of the week, of course, the Colts losing in Jacksonville, but on blitzing the board and on this show as well, we did talk about that. You and Warren both did like <laughs> the points with the underdog. I know you had a little bit of Jaguars money line exposed. So good on you for a great call on that game. It was exciting to see, obviously, Trevor Lawrence having his best game, but the Colts not in the playoffs, that was a little astonishing. A team that we talked about that could be very dangerous in the postseason now left out along with Justin Herbert. Two, two shocking results, but fairly quickly, I will say, seven underdogs that won outright. The Jaguars plus 14 and a half. The Dolphins plus six, crazy to get into them firing Brian Flores. Seahawks plus five and a half, Rams plus three and a half. Steelers covered outright, the Lions won. Raiders plus three, they win the most incredible game I've ever seen, I think, witnessing last night on Sunday Night Football. And uh, the Bucks beating the Panthers, probably the best result for the public. 87% of the handle was on Tampa Bay. And of course, the best game for the book was the Jaguars beating the Colts through 79% of the spread <laughs> handle coming in 
on the cult. Now, we have put a little asterisk on that. Best for yes. the book, conditional on the fact that you did not get a tie on Sunday Night Football. Uh, yes. Because that, while that was in the in a vacuum, that was a good result for them. That could have been a disaster. Disaster averted uh, in the final moments of overtime there. Uh, and, and really, just the, the drama, the way the whole thing. I, I had mostly uh, over, I just needed points in that game. So I yeah. was just, you know, in, in, you know, just enjoying the chaos. But for that to go down to the wire, 32 32 and then kicking the field I wanted goal. a tie so badly we could it break that down for about 30 minutes on our <laughs> own separate podcast of everything that went down on the game and you know the worst part I was flying last night watching on the plane and a guy behind me clearly had better streaming services so he was a solid 30 <laughs> seconds behind me huge Chargers fan huge Chargers oh, no. fan because I'm going back to Orange County oh, he's no. yelling and I'm sitting there 30 seconds delayed like what the heck just happened obviously able to watch the game one of the chargers to win or a tie ultimately that didn't happen but um it'll be exciting to see the raiders now playing the Bengals. six and a half point favorites on nbc by the way saturday at 4 30 we'll continue in just a little bit actually to break down those key matchups with the uh head editor at points bet he'll get us all the action of what's going on now with the wild card games but for now you guys um we really do appreciate you joining us every single day on bet the edge wherever you're listening rate the podcast sign up we are trying to give you the most actionable information in just about 30 minutes or less in the lines especially with wild card round you'll, you'll see are going to move quickly so we do want to make sure you're gaining an edge with us yes and of course reach out to us on twitter as well i know you have some thoughts about these wild card matchups uh any information you have any handicap that you think is valuable uh, by all means reach out i would love to hear your opinion uh these are tough tough games to cap and you know very small margins are going to make a difference you can find us on twitter i am at whale underscore capper and sarah is at sarah perlman yeah, everyone knows we love, and especially me, I mostly handicap the NFL. And these lines, they came out. I'm like, dang it, wanted to get involved. Now I got to sit back and wait a little bit. We'll take a step back from the NFL because we have betting for tonight. The national championship, Georgia and Alabama in Indianapolis. We welcome in Thor Nystrom to help us break down this game. Thor, this is wild. Alabama, three-point underdogs. Bama, They've only been underdogs six times since 2008. They have won five of those matchups. This is rare to see them as three-point underdogs playing Georgia. And they just beat Georgia recently in the SEC championship. So what are the main things you're looking as we try to handicap this game, both on Alabama's side and Georgia's side, that stand out to you? I think on the Alabama side, they just want this game to go as close as possible to the last game in the SEC title game, right? And in that game, they weren't able to run the ball effectively. They're not going to be able to in, in this game either. Georgia's run defense is awesome. Alabama has injuries along the offensive line. But what Alabama wants to do is pass as well as they did in the last game. Georgia, you know, sort of to counteract that, they've talked all, all week about, you know, in the lead up to this game. We, we got uh, pressure to, to Young last time, but we didn't get him down. We had a couple of near-miss sacks in the SEC title game. This time around, we need to convert those in, you know, into sacks. I, I think you know when, when, when we're looking back at that game, there was a discrepancy in motivation between the two teams. Obviously, Alabama needed that to win that game to get into the college football playoff. Georgia did not. Um, they, they made it despite losing it. And so I think you're going to see some more st strategic changes on the Georgia side. And specifically on defense, you know, vis-a-vis -vis getting pressure on, on Bryce Young, I think that that's going to entail sending more heat. Um, uh, Georgia was a top six team in terms of PFF pressure. Uh, th th they're great in terms of the, the pass rush. However, they only blitz on like 
85% uh, of dropbacks, or, or I'm sorry, they, they ranked 85th in, in the country in percentage of dropbacks in which they blitz. So Georgia is, you know, in general, is not a blitz-happy defense. I think that's where you're going to see a change in this game, you know, in, in terms of a, a strategic uh, change. N'Kobe Dean, Georgia's star linebacker, he only blitzed on like 22% of dropbacks this season, and yet his his pressure rate is 4% higher than Aiden Hutchinson and Will Anderson. They both had a 17.5% pressure rate. N'Kobe Dean's is like 21 percent i think georgia you're going to see them send him more and channing tindall more in this game as well to try to get pressure on bryce young oh that's interesting because i it really it does uh this is a fascinating handicap where you have georgia coming in as the favorite you have georgia coming in as you know the you know having lost the first matchup and Bama pretty obviously has the best quarterback on the field uh have you caught any wind of you know some of the um you know some of the buzz around some of the big bodies for alabama uh they're gonna have they're pretty much at full strength offensive line looks like they're gonna be at full strength they have guys hitting prs in the weight room this week like it feels like alabama is is a scary scary side to go against but you're leaning georgia huh I am. Yeah. And, you know, as far as that offensive line goes, the offensive line, the four guys to the right of Evan Neal sort of struggled this year for Alabama, both in terms of the, the you know, the run blocking. You saw that sort of manifest in Brian Robinson's numbers in some of these games and also in the pass blocking as well. Evan Neal, the left tackle is fabulous. He's going to be a top five pick and he deserves to be. But the rest of the line, you know, again, has struggled. And from the center to the right guard to the right tackle, those are the guys that are all were questionable. Um, you know, they, they may all play tonight. But those guys struggled even when they were healthy. So th that's one key to the game. And again, if I'm Georgia and, and I'm Dan Lanning, this is his last game as, the, as a, you know calling plays there. I'm sending a bunch of heat specifically to the right side of that, that Alabama offensive line. You must get pressure on Bryce Young. You, do, you don't have a choice. Bryce Young was the number one quarterback in terms of PFF grade uh, this year from a clean pocket. He falls to like 24 when he's under pressure. So wow. you don't have a choice but to do that. But again, that wasn't Georgia's MO this season. But a, a part of that is 12 of their 14 games, they won by like 14 or 17 points or more. So they just didn't need to blitz. And then also in the SEC title game, why are you going to show Alabama all your cards and, and, and show them some of these new schematic uh, wrinkles and stuff like that if you think that there's a shot that you might play them again? So that's one thing that I would look at on that side. And then when Georgia has the ball, as far as Stetson Bennett, they need to protect him. Uh, Stetson Bennett had was under duress more than he'd been any other game this year in the SEC title game. So it's sort of the opposite issue for them. But I think if Georgia can get uh, the deep ball a little bit going, which, again, they weren't testing the deep sectors, at least early on against Alabama last time, weren't as aggressive. I, I think that's what opens it up here. Brock Bowers, their uh, Georgia's tight end, number one in the nation, both in terms of PFF tight end grade, but also in terms of a dot for tight ends. So his his average depth of target is is further down the field than any other tight end. Um, uh, he's a seam stretcher. What they need is for George Pickens, who you know last season was one of the best deep threats in, in all of college football. They need him to provide that threat on the outside, on on the other side, because once you have that, once you have two guys that, that can both. Uh, take the top off of the defense. Alabama cannot play a single high and they can't stack the box against that Georgia uh, rushing offense. That's where they beat Georgia last time. It was both getting pressure on Bennett and also holding down the, the Georgia rushing offense. But again, as long as Georgia can, can have one other threat downfield, and I think that that's probably going to be George Pickens, I think that changes the equation a little bit on, on that side. And, and I think that that's going to you know prevent Alabama from stacking that box.
Right, Thor, your analysis surely lines up with taking the favorite, laying the three with Georgia. I want Kirby Smart to get his first win against Nick Saban quite badly tonight. I'm rooting for that, but it is tough to go against the dog, Bama, here. I do not have a, a play on the side, but you've made me a lot of money in college football this year, so trust me, I'm <laughs> taking your advice. I am. But what about the total? 52 and a half. This has surely ticked up. I read on Twitter across the internet versus so many college handicappers. The under looks like the right side, yet the, the total's ticking up. What side are you on here? You know, for me, if if you like Alabama, you're probably going to be on the over because you think it's going to be a game script that's sort of like the SEC title game. But if you're like me and you like Georgia, you you probably are going to like the under because you think that the game is not going to play out like that. And Georgia wasn't showing all their cards last time. So for me, it, it is going to be the under as, as well as Georgia as the side. Okay. okay. Looking at under 52 and a half right now, laying the three with Georgia. Thor. Best of luck with tonight's game. You've been incredible with us all season. I know you'll have a ton of more content and coverage as we lead up to the NFL draft later this year. Thor's on Twitter at Thorku. And of course, all of his amazing analysis on NBCSportsEdge.com. Thor, best of luck tonight. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate it. Subscribe to the NBC Sports Edge Plus and get every tool for every game. Fantasy, DFS, and betting premium tools are all included in one subscription at one low price. You can subscribe monthly or save 20% on an annual subscription. We have made it easier than ever with more tools than ever to play and wager with confidence with NBC Sports Edge Plus. Live. From Indianapolis, going to the game tonight. I am so jealous. Von Delzell, our very own, going to have a lot of coverage live from the hotel room. I see that, Von. Appreciate the time. Um, in terms of tonight, I know you're probably getting ready to do a ton of work for us across Edge platforms. What exactly should we be looking out for as we get ready for Georgia, Alabama, and Indianapolis? Man, this is going to be a, a historic game by all means. I mean, I don't even know what to expect besides I've seen a lot of Georgia fans here, more than Alabama fans. So I think they're going to have the crowd edge, especially at all the airports. Uh, I flew from Connecticut to Chicago and then to Indy, and I saw a lot more Georgia fans than Alabama fans the whole time. So I expect the crowd edge there. Um, as far as what to expect on NBC, I mean, Marco is going to be able to win $1.2 million dollars. Uh, this is going to be absolutely insane. We're going to we're in a suite tonight. Uh, everything's going to be on NBC Sports Bet's Instagram. We're actually sharing a suite with uh, people from The Bachelor. Uh, so if you have anything to talk about The Bachelor, please let me know because I have no idea. But we're definitely going to go live at a few times on Instagram. We're going to give out some live bets and Twitter space at halftime with Thor, Corey, and a couple other guys. Uh, Marco and I will join in. So should be a great time. Everyone I've talked to so far thinks Marco should cash out. But uh, we're going to go to and talk about it later today and see what we should do. What uh? Where are you leaning for the game at this point? You, I mean, you're going to be with Marco, so if you kind of yeah. have to be Georgia guy, right? Yeah, exactly. And I mean, you know, uh, whenever I got the call that I was going to the game, the, before they told me I was going to the game, they said, "Who are you betting on?" I said, "I lean Alabama plus the three. And they said, "You're going with Marco." And I said, "Well, we're betting Georgia then." <laughs> uh, so I mean, I do like the under. What Forrest said about this game, I think the under is a pretty solid bet as well. I'm thinking a 24-20 type of game. Mm. You know, 27-23. Like, uh, you know, those mid-20s types. So I do lean the under here, but I like Georgia in the spot. They were very vanilla in the last time. Of course, Saban has everything going for him. 25-1 and one against his former assistants, uh, seven straight over Georgia, 4-0 against Kirby. You know, all these things have going for Nick Saban, but trends are meant to be broken. Streaks are meant to be broken. And I think that this is a, a very evenly fought game. And I think Georgia has the opportunity here. And I do like a couple of player props in this game more than the side or the total. Um, because of well, obviously I'm just I'm just rooting for Marco in this position. 
Yeah, Marco, if you guys are just joining us now, Marco Palomente joined us last week. He has a crazy parlay right now. Riding out last leg is going to be Georgia laying the or money line rather to win $1.2 million. He's not cashing out the 600 plus grand. We're rooting for our guy with his points bet bet for Georgia to win. But you said it. You got player props. You're involved in this game. I'm excited to hear what they are. So uh, please share them. Yeah, and one of the fun things that Mark and I are going to do today, we're going to be doing a little deal or no deal. Points bet's going to be calling me and offering out the cash out options. I'm just going to hand him a piece of paper or whatever and be like, you want it or not? So uh, we'll see how much it takes for him to actually Ooh. take the cash out or if he's just going to ride it out with Georgia. But, yeah, my favorite player props for this game, there is one on the move. That is Bryce Young. Uh, his total, if you depending on where you're shopping, you can get this at 13 and a half yards. Points bet is nine and a half, which is extremely low. Still like the under, however. So Bryce Young is 10 and four to the under 11 and a half rushing yards this season. You could see on our awesome hit rate chart here at NBC Sport, the model, that he has a lot of negative rushing yards games because in college football, when you get sacked, that counts as negative rushing yards. So that's very influential when betting the player prop market here. Um, he is seven and three to the under when he sacked two or more times. The only game he wasn't sacked this season against Georgia in the SEC championship. And like Thor said, they were very vanilla with their defense. They're going to come and blitz a lot more in this game and create pressure on Bryce Young. So I like Bryce Young's under rushing yards. I think that's a great bet today. His longest rush on the season is only 16 yards. So as long as he's sacked once or two times, he's more than likely staying under a dozen rushing yards. Um, and of course, Georgia's rushing defense, very stout, under 82 yards per game, one of the best in the country. So I expect Bryce Young to be throwing a lot more than running today. Hmm. What do you make of, uh, you know, Thor brought up a pretty, uh, I thought a pretty viable angle on George Pickens. Do you think that's a, a fun way to attack the uh, player prop market? Yep. So uh, Bryce Young's going to be a one and a half unit play for me. And Pickens is going to be a one unit play for me. Now, of course, he's coming back from the ACL injury last year. He's only played in three games this year, but he did have 41 yards against Alabama in the SEC championship. His line sitting at 31 and a half right now, moving up to 34 and a half on a couple books. So I would definitely grab that one before that moves up past 35, but Hey, he's only played 45 snaps, which seems like a small amount, but he's continually played more uh, snaps in those games. And this game is the biggest of them all. So, you know, he's going to be an impact factor. He's 6'3". Uh, if you go back to what he's done against Alabama, he had 53 yards last year on five catches, 12 catches for 175 against Baylor in a bowl game, and then seven for 135 against Cincy in a bowl game. He's 6'3". He only needs two catches to do this. So I like George Pickens. I think Stenson Bennett's going to target him. A little more than usual so we're rolling with pickens over young's under and we like georgia on the money line of course Vaughn, i've never been to indy so i'm just curious do you like the city what's the weather like have you had any good food <laughs> so it is definitely uh, this is my third time here now i used to i came here for the nca a couple times um but yeah it's definitely a 48 to 72 hour city i will put it out there for that great food for sure i mean there's i just went to the sports book the winter circle sports book yesterday awesome. uh played the niners we all won that bet and then uh, also played Clay Thompson first basket, which was ex exhilarating last night. Uh, so, yeah, Indy's a pretty cool city. A lot of stuff is still shut down because of COVID, but you can check out the NSA Hall of Champions. And they got a Permani Brothers, which is a Pittsburgh restaurant. You know, I love that French fries on your sandwich. Uh, but, yeah, plenty of good stuff to do in Indianapolis. And you'll see okay. it on the NBC Sports Instagram today. All right. I'm super excited to see all your coverage and be with Marco and all of the uh, content you have planned. We'll keep an eye out for it tonight. Vaughn's on Twitter at vmoneysports. Definitely want to follow that and all the NBC Sports Edge betting accounts to keep up with everything happening in Indy for tonight as there will be a ton of live coverage from the national title game. Vaughn, have fun. Best of luck with all your bets and we'll surely talk to you soon. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks, Drew. Go dogs. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... No, that's a good thing. 
<laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. This game is going to be insane. Quick question. You're Marco. You're not Marco, but in my head right now, you're Marco. What are you doing? Sure. Uh, cashing out. <laughs> yeah. <Not laughs> no, I think, question. no, real, realistically. Out. Yeah, yeah, no. I, I mean, if, you know, he's obviously, you know, he, he this is not a, a one-time deal for him. And, you know, he's gone through this uh, a bunch. So, uh, you know, I really can't say one way or the other. But, uh, re, but I think that the current market right now, it looks tight. I don't know that there's an edge to this game. I like the player props, though, that Vaughn went with. Uh, uh, definitely going to look track those down and get involved. I love the player prop market. Actually, for my edge of the day, I'm going to go with a player prop available in this game for tonight. Shocker, I know. But somebody that might be sweating out this game a little bit Teddy Greenstein with points bet. Let's hear about it. Teddy, let's begin with Marco. We know the bet was placed through points, but he's a loyal points bet customer. And now he has $1.2 million riding on this game. Listen, I'm sure the handle at points bet is huge for this, but still it's over a million bucks. So is it safe to assume right now that you guys are rooting against Marco or is there a lot of money on Bama's side as well? No way, Sarah. Good to see you guys. We are pro Marco. We are putting... <laughs> the power of our marketing on Marco and we hope he has a great night and we, we really honestly genuinely hope he hits this bet now we hope this is not his last bet ever at points bet I think there's a mentality of you know if you win a big hand at the poker table you don't want you don't want that player to leave if you've lost to somebody so Teddy we've talked to him he's not leaving he's exactly. a big fan of betting parlays and points bet trust me he'll be back uh, that is what we want to hear, but we hope it's an amazing night tonight. I'll be following on uh, all our socials. Uh, let's see if Vaughn does some good stuff for us, and uh, it's going to add to the sizzle of the game. How about the, some of the other players uh, in general? Are you seeing a balanced market here, two-way action? Yeah, we really are, Drew, because, look, the line has popped up. So yeah. it, it got down to two and a half, and it is back up to three at points bet. And looking at the numbers it makes sense. 62% of our tickets and 55% of the handle is on uh, Darth Saban is on Alabama. <laughs> and that crew. You know, it makes sense. I was reading a good column this morning by Pete Thamel of Yahoo Sports. And, and his point was the best three players on the field belong to Alabama and Bryce Young, Jameson Williams and Will Anderson. But the best overall team uh, we feel and he certainly feels is at Georgia. So that is why I think the Georgia, why the Sharps and a lot of the smart money is on the Bulldogs. And that line is ticked up from two and a half to three points. I saw this get to two and a half early this morning when I woke up and obviously quickly bet back up to Georgia laying three. And my gut was thinking bet Georgia two and a half. And I still could not get myself to do it, which says something, I think, for me that I need to stay away 
from the side, but it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be an incredible matchup. It's hard to bet against Nick Saban. He's made a lot of people, a lot of money over the years. um, And especially with the team he has rolling into this one, but I know a lot of our guys like Georgia. So I feel like I'm rooting for them. Um, But as we get ready for the wild card round and and matchups, this is going to be super exciting and and fun playoffs in the, in the NFL beginning on Saturday. And I do want to start with a game though, between the 49ers and Cowboys, which will be on Sunday, 4.30 PM Eastern, by the way. And this is going to be a fascinating line. I have not bet into this game right now. The Cowboys are laying three. We saw what they did in kind of a meaningless game over the weekend. Now they're taking on a 49ers team coming off of an extremely emotional and uh, incredible win and a must-win situation. They're in the playoffs. I don't think a lot of people want to face the San Francisco 49ers right now. So as there hasn't been probably a ton of action bet on this game, what are you guys expecting over at points bet between SF and Dallas? Dallas laying three, the total 49 and a half for this one. Yeah, Sarah, I see this as a public versus Sharps game. You know, the yeah. public is going to be all over the Cowboys. Obviously, they, let, they love Dak and Amari and C.D. Lamb. And my God, Zeke Elliott showing signs of life last week. So I think uh, the public is going to be all over the Cowboys. They traditionally are for most of these games. And I think the Sharps are going to uh, love the 49ers. They're going to want to grab those points, see a good rushing attack, a good defense. Now, this was interesting, though. The 49ers were a massively popular underdog Sunday against the Rams. They got 70% of our handle. So Including Drew and I's public. handle. <laughs> a yeah. lot of our money. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Most of it was supplied by Drew. So um, <laughs> the public doesn't hate the 49ers, but I think the Sharps will really grab onto these points if it's three or perhaps three and a half. Okay. So that's an interesting uh, setup there and we'll see how, how the market shapes up as the week moves in. I'm curious about these AFC matchups and we'll just kind of go down here in order. The uh, early tip for whatever reason, I don't know why they put this one in the slot they did because this is going to be a good game. I think everybody really does want to see Joe Burrow in pri- you know, in playoff action finally. like This is going to be super cool. And uh, you're seeing the Raiders take on the Bengals here. Bengals are six and a half point favorites. Total currently sitting at 49. Does not look like there's going to be much weather in this game. But this is going to be the early kickoff on Saturday. Do you have a general sense as far as the betting public on this, you know, over the balance of the season, have they been in support of the Raiders against the Raiders in support of the Bengals? Any, any general feel? There was very little support for the Raiders uh, last night. The Chargers were getting about 75% of the money. So if that tells you anything, not much love for, for Vegas, but think about this. I mean, these are the Las Vegas Raiders. So we have public money, you know, we have sharp money. What about tourist money? Are we going to have some tourist money pour in on the Raiders at the last minute? That remains to be seen. But overall, I think the public will be on the Bengals when they think about that holy trinity of Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, and Joe Nick Nixon. So unless we get some really unusual report about some issues with Joe Burrow's knee, something we're mm-hmm. certainly not anticipating, I think the public money is going to go on the Bengals. Okay, I want to run through a few more of these games as we just look ahead. Patriots, Bills. Let's see this one one more time. Who comes out on top? Bills right now points bet, laying four and a half points. The total, just 43 and a half in this game. Listen, I'm I'm extremely excited to watch this. Four and a half, obviously tricky. Actually, I think there's a lot of good teaser legs across the market right now over at points bet. But that being said, there are certain groups that have loved New England all season long. And I know I've bet with you guys. Right now with Buffalo laying four and a half, what is the expectation where the money will come in on this one? Sarah, to me, this is the NFL version of Georgia versus Alabama, where Georgia is the more talented team and the Bills are the more talented team. But it's a stretch for some people to bet against Nick Saban, and it's a stretch for some people to bet against 
Bill Belichick. So it'll be interesting to see as we get closer to kick time if this line shrinks down a bit, if it, if it gets down maybe closer to four. Uh, I think generally speaking, the public, like I say, will be on the Bills because they see Josh Allen. And I think Buffalo also, uh, most people have a little soft spot for them. Yeah, I think anyone that does remember the way Josh Allen played last time these two teams went head to head will uh will be inclined to get involved with the bills again i think you are correct uh the sunday nighter uh interestingly enough steelers who no one expected to be here taking on the chiefs 12 and a half point dogs big ben in prime time one more time not sure exactly what's going on with the scheduling but that's fine uh what uh, general sense that uh there's going to be any support here for the dog at this huge price in uh in a competitive playoff game yeah, guys, normally I'd say all the money is going to be on the Chiefs. For example, in that Broncos game, 92% of the handle was on Kansas City. Obviously, the public <laughs> loves Patrick Mahomes. For me, this line is way higher than I expected it to be. And I think there's going to be some sentimentality on Big Ben, who's about to retire, and the Steelers in general, who were you know this close from getting knocked out of the playoffs. So at 12 and a half, I think it's going to be closer to even. My guess is going to be 60-40 on the Chiefs. To all Steelers fans, like, I hate to say this, but I'm pissed they're in the playoffs. I don't want to see this game. I mean, I don't want to see this game. I don't know about you guys. Anyone? Anyone want to watch this one? Yeah, you, you still want to see this game. What are you talking about? I want to watch Kansas City, but Pittsburgh, not the best matchup. I almost look at the 12 and a half, and yeah, it seems like a large number. I, I'd probably like the 12 and a half, truthfully. Looking at it now, I saw it get up to 13. I don't know what to make of this. I also was a little confused by the prime time, but putting obviously maybe Big Ben's last game against Kansas City, a team that's playing incredible, does make sense. I wanted a different matchup. Regardless, I'm obviously salty about Justin Herbert not being in the playoffs. I have to move on. Pittsburgh, I don't know what to make of this team. Not excited for it. I can't lie to you guys that I will be, but Teddy, we do appreciate your insight on all of the games leading up to the wild card round. We will root for Georgia tonight because it seems like you guys at points bet are as well. We will talk to you soon. Love you guys. Have a great day. Download the NBC Sports Predictor app powered by PointsBet and enter this week's free NBA pick and roll contest for a chance to win $50,000. This week, we're highlighting matchups between the Nets and Bulls, Cavs and Jazz and Lakers and Kings. If you don't have the Predictor app yet, download it now. Want to get to your edge of the day, how we wrap up the show. But am I wrong? Like, do you want that game? I don't understand why that's the primetime one and not the first kickoff on Saturday. I would have flipped those in a heartbeat. I would much rather see uh, Joe Burrow in the primetime slot than Pat Mahomes as a 12 and a half point favorite against the Steelers. Why didn't we get a tie lucky last to be there. Yeah, why? well. Why? Uh, great question. It's Thank a great you. question. <laughs> I want answers. <laughs> it's I a, want answers to anyone listening to us. I mean, 32-32 would have been a brilliant way to end the season, but uh, say lovey. All right. I haven't laid the 12 and a half. I'll let you guys know if I get convinced to lay it with the Chiefs in the wild card round. Nonetheless. It's edge of the day. That is our favorite and best bet for today. Where are we going, Drew Dinsick? It's a tough NBA card again, a uh, small card. Uh, although I do like you a always say it's a tough sides. card and you pick winners, so I don't listen to you anymore. <laughs> Whatever the card is, tell me what you got so I can bet it through. Okay, I took uh, I took two sides today, um, and I went back and forth on what my edge of the day was going to be between the Charlotte Hornets winning outright again against the Milwaukee Bucks Ooh. versus laying the points with the New York Knickerbockers. Went with the Knicks 
Knicks minus six is my edge of the day here. Spurs are limping into this one. Uh, you know, the Spurs team is young. Uh, they rely pretty heavily on hot hand from some of their younger players. These guys are absolutely gassed. You know, Popovich himself is losing a little bit of interest. Uh, some of his quotes before that uh, Sixers game last Friday were real troublesome. Uh, mm -hmm. Like, I'm ready to like walk out on this team midseason kind of troublesome. And, uh, you know, realistically, I'm, I'm just not sure that the Spurs have much to play for in this game. And they are at an enormous fatigue disadvantage. New York Knicks uh, obviously did not play great their last time out against the Celtics. But this is a, a decent spot for them uh, in just in terms of overall uh, advantage. And, uh, you know, the fact that they have a relatively strong second unit is going to matter. The fact that, uh, you know, Julius Randle has kind of He's been he came back to life and played quite a lot better, I thought, in his last two prior to the uh, the last game. I thought he really it, there were some factors early in the season that it felt like the COVID break really kind of helped him uh, kind of reevaluate what was going on with his game and, you know, fix a couple things. And I think having a, a healthy uh, and kind of focused Randall back is going to matter uh, on top of the fact that the Spurs team is uh, is just really in a bad spot right now. So my fair price in this one would be eight. I would lay up to eight here. Knicks minus six is the look for me on edge of the day. Okay. Laying it with the Knicks, 71% of the handle coming in on the New York Knicks. As you said, at the Spurs struggling, they've lost six of their last seven, a little bit of rust advantage for New York. Laying it with the New York Knicks, six points for tonight. Can't believe I'm going with a prop in college football tonight, but I am. I had to get involved. I'm going to watch the game. Everyone knows I need skin in the game to make yeah. myself lock it on in. So, my edge of the day, I'm going with Stetson Bennett, over 13 and a half rushing yards, QB for Georgia. This is interesting because we heard Vaughn talk about the fact that obviously sacks count towards yardage in college football. This is why I actually like this. It's a little bit low and bettable because versus Cincinnati, Alabama got to Desmond Ritter. We saw that negative six rushing yards because they were able to have six sacks. However, this game's different. Georgia's offensive line. They've allowed the second fewest sacks per game in the nation this season. I know Bama had three sacks in the SEC title game. I do ultimately think that Georgia's offensive line going to be more prepared, better off, and ready to protect their quarterback in tonight's game. Regardless of the three sacks in that game, Bennett still finished with 11 rush, rushing yards in this one. I do like him to go over this number. Um, he's coming off 32 rushing yards against Michigan, and if you just look how he did overall this season, um, pulling up his numbers right now, he's put up 10-plus rushing yards yards in 11 games this season. Uh, I do like Georgia to be able to control the clock. I think that's why a lot of people tend to lean towards Georgia. They're not going to need to air it out and go for an extremely high scoring total. Rely on your defense. That's been fantastic all season. Run the ball a little bit. Take advantage of your offensive line. And for me, that screams to this prop right here. Stetson Bennett over 13 and a half rushing yards versus Bama tonight. Okay, so this is a fun one. I will ride with you, obviously. Um, but we want uh, no sacks, by the way. I want none. Protect but, but this here's, guy. Here's going to be the fun part, though. It's going to be a close game, yes. and there's probably going to be some QB kneeling at the end if Georgia wins. So it's this is going to be one where you you know if he's if he's a little over, you can't just kind of celebrate the win and, and or walk what they off. do he's, is they put in JT Daniels. They're like, you know what, this guy hasn't ooh. gone to the national championship yet. Let's put him in, get him some action in this game. Say he, he let him do the, the kneel down. Let him let do him the kneel. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. No, no I called Kirby Smart and asked if that'd be the case. He didn't answer, but um, we'll get yeah. Back to yeah, I no, I love it. This is going to be one we have to watch. You have to watch the whole game. The entire game. You have That's to okay. Watch the whole We're game. on the West Coast. I'll be up regardless. That's right. But you know what? I think even if you don't get this early in the game, the idea of Georgia trying to kind of move the sticks 
yeah. and him being the kind of the impetus, uh, you know, like a third and four and, you know, they do a bootleg for him and he scrambles and he gets the four or five yards. Like that feels like the right script here if George is trying to put away the win. Um, so I think this is a, an actionable angle and I like, your, I was, I I was like truthfully surprised by this, a lot of bucks, by the way, and, and be sure to check out which book you use, had it all the way up to 16, 15 and a half this morning. So look for the best odds right now. You could find that 13 and a half rushing yards. I'm excited for this game. I'm excited for the New York Knicks to hopefully have an incredible victory. Drew, let's bring our energy from week 18 in the national football league into this week. Okay. Happy That's wildcard week. Yeah. Happy Wild Card Week. All right. Thanks for joining us here today on Bet the Edge, powered by PointsBet. For Drew Densick, I'm Sarah Perlman. We appreciate all of you joining us on the NBC Sports Edge YouTube channel for today. You want more picks, content, analysis, you name it, we have it on NBCSportsEdge.com and, of course, across all social platforms. That does it for today. Best of luck with all of your bets for tonight. Enjoy the national championship, and we'll see you right back here tomorrow. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. For 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois.